Alright. Finally. I'm actually gonna start scheduling the stream to be at 4.30. That's cool. That works for me. Traffic be on that bullshit when I get when I'm on my way home from work. I'm glad you said four because I gotta go get my kids and stuff. I have to rush back. And the wind is crazy up here, man. You should video to YouTube to see how crazy this wind is out here for people to see. This shit is ridiculous. Shit, what y'all got? Like them hundred mile power? Not hundred, but like. Let me, let me let me check my phone. Let me see what the weather's at right now. Chicks, I know out here we in that that little heat. Well, that transition to heat. Our winds are at 45 miles an hour right now. You got me fucked up. Okay. But that's kind of, that's like the norm when it's wintertime up here, you know, in the mountains and shit while I live at. Oh, 10% chance of rain. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So 40 miles per hour is normal? That's kind of the norm-ish. Not an ounce of that shit seems normal over here. Well, I mean, geez. Watch, I'm gonna upload a video. I'm gonna upload a video. Like, it's, it's like a little 10 second video. I was outside, like, just looking for the. I was going to the mail because my beat earbuds are supposed to be in the mail, which they haven't came yet. And, like, I just took my phone out. And I just recorded a couple of videos of the wind. This shit is crazy. That shit's wild to me. You mean, so you mean to tell me 40 mile power winds is normal for one? Yeah. Yeah, up here in the wintertime, up in Asperia, California, it's normal. And the rain and snow is all normal. That's just wild to me. 40 mile power? Yeah, I'm not ready for that. that that's, that's light. When they get up to 100, like you hear my window knocking, it'll sound like this. At night, that's how it sounds at night. And you, you ain't got no problem with that. Oh hell no! I'm, I'm used to it. So my wife snoring, that that shit don't bother me. See, like snoring, I'm cool with. Like I could deal with snoring when it comes to to that shit. Oh, I didn't call you. Huh? Yeah, when it comes to that shit though, I'm not, I'm not yeah. well prepared. I'm used to it. I've been up here so long, I'm used to it. Shit, must be nice. I'm used to heat. Not 40 mile power winds sound like someone trying to break into my damn house. But fuck all that shit. The cold, the cold thing about it is, though, the wind up here, when it's cold, it get like to 29 degrees and like around 30-ish. The bone, the wind hits you, I swear to God, it, it chills you to your bones. See, I don't do good in cold. I'm going to freeze like a little bitch. It's bad enough I'm going to PAX where it's already supposed to be some damn uh, snowstorm. So I got to prepare yeah, for that I'll fuck shit. I went to um I went to go do my E3 registration and I was looking at all the shit you had to go through. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'll pass. Wow, what's so crazy about it now? It's more money than last year. Oh, okay. Which is bullshit. Three every year for four years except for last year. I actually got to go and I got a hell of a discount. They're not giving me my discount. And I'm like, no. Man, I could. I don't know. I was, I'm be honest with you. Oh, like I don't. I don't know. It's up in the air. But I, I got. I got to think about WonderCon. I got to think about VegasCon, and I got to think about the Anime Expo. I should get paid for doing those things. Shit, you gotta go to where the money's at. At that point, you just gotta go for the bag. E three is E three was just a thing that it was my first time actually going inside 
And, you know, in a bonus, you know, Ricky and Chase were there. You know what I'm saying? That was a bonus. You know, so I got to hang with them for a couple of days. And, and that's about it. And plus, I, you know, I always go to these places. If I'm not going with my wife, I'm going by myself. Word. See, my wife, see me and my wife, we go to WonderCon, Long Beach Con, Anime Expo. No, Anime Expo, she doesn't like that shit. So I, I go work that. We go to that. What's happening, Juggalootic? What's happening, Unknown? Well... We fully live now, done with the damn pre-show talking. Oh, yeah. You know what time it be. It's Run Those Games Podcast, episode six. The homie Biggie's out there working, making that moolah. So as per usual, it's just me and the homie Eric running the podcast, running the show flow. You know how that shit go. Eric, go ahead and introduce yourself, family. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all having a good day today. Let's talk some games, man. All right, real shit, real shit. And as per usual, for those people who are not able to make the live podcast, the podcast is also available via SoundCloud. Soon enough, it will be available on Spotify. Got some things that works with that. But y'all know who I be. Let's get on to the show. First things first, the Division 2 has been, uh, I guess, announced, or I guess we'll just say it's announced. They didn't really give us no crazy trailer, nothing to expect, no nothing. Just basically, the Division 2 will be is confirmed, and it will be shown at E3. I'm gonna let That's Eric. All I saw. I'm gonna say I saw online. I'm, I'm gonna let Eric take the, the floor on this one because he is the uh, division veteran and he was the original hype man for. It. So go ahead and take a stand, brother. Uh, I don't. I, I, it's up in the air to me because the, I had such high hopes for the first division, and it just turned out to be a total flop. Now, what are we getting? Is it another just loop? Loot, do mission loot, do mission loot. Is there any story, more customization? You know, like, like, this is supposed to be an epidemic about, you know, sickness, right? Right. Am I correct? Where are the sick people? Damn good where, where's, where, where's, <laughs> the, where's the survivalness? I, I don't get it. Like, I really don't get it. They really got to step up with this one. You get no disagreement from your boy over here. I will say What's your this. Thought? I will say this. Um, I got into the division way after like it died, and now during this whole new revival process, I copped the entire game for like twenty or thirty bucks because I had a PSN sale for the go- stale sale for the gold edition. And my initial thoughts was like, I'm gonna keep it hundred. Like I watched, I think the live streams that Carter was doing and all them, and I was like, this game looks like fun. But I swear to God, maybe two weeks after all that, they were like, this game's boring as fuck. And I was like, well, I'm glad I saved my money. Like, my friends who played the first one, they were like, dude, this game's fun. You'll enjoy it. Like, you like Destiny, this, that, and the third. I'm all like, yeah. And then next thing I know, they're like, dude, this game's boring as fuck. And I tried telling them, like, low-key, I was like, dude, I low-key feel like this game is kind of shysty. I was like, let's not forget that what they showed us at E3 was DLC. That shit went over everybody's head. Like, they, they heard about it, like, eh, whatever. Uh, we're going to get it anyways. Like, nigga, I want to see what I'm playing from the jump. So that kind of let me know. That kind of jaded me in the wrong way. Feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I will say, like, a, like from playing it now, I do like it. Like, it is pretty fun when I, you know, jump on every now and again. But it still feels empty. One thing I do not like about when, you know, any game That's comes, it. When any, that's <laughs> it. Empty. That's it. That's the that's the word I was looking for. I got you. I, I read the dictionary. No, nah, but I'm playing. Uh, 
the I, one thing I can't stand is like when open world games are open world for the sake of being open world and it's just empty. Ubisoft is really good at making these open world or open landscape games with no substance to them. Like I think the only games they've actually done that rather well with was the first few Assassin's Creeds. Like those mm-hmm. worlds, like there's interaction, you'd hear some stuff, people like shit would happen. But it seems like along the lines they're just making these somewhat beautiful landscapes with no substance. Like I brought this up in the previous podcast, like with Wildlands. Why is everybody walking with no shoes? Why where's the interaction? Where's this whole cartel shit? And I'm not seeing people trying to smuggle out like money to pay for drugs and shit like that, you feel me? There needs yeah. to be substance to these worlds that makes the player feel engaged or feel some type of way when they're playing the game. Like, when GTA happens, there's random fucking events. Somebody's getting mugged, robbed, shot, police is out there shooting out with other gangsters. Shit like that. They need to take notes. That's my main critique for this next division. If they want to do loot, shooter, I'm all for it. That, you know, that brings in hours and, you know, it makes us play games for that much longer because we want to get more better loot and shit like that. But they need to but have it's the false advertisement. They said it was an open world third person shooter RPG. That's what they advertised it at. They damn sure did that. And not to mention they didn't make it seem like it was a realistic shooter at E3. I'm not forgetting that shit. Buddy shot somebody in the head, they died immediately. I shoot somebody in the head, they look at me and laugh. I have a problem with that shit. But they need to make it if they're gonna make it a loot shooter, advertise that shit. But also advertise the PvP elements that's beyond the dark zone. Contrary to popular belief, people really do like a team deathmatch or a free-for-all type of style of game. They like that shit. It's more competitive. With The Division, if you and your squad are basically the highest rank they could possibly get and you know you have the top-tier loot, you can just fuck with people who are trying to get top-tier loot the entire time. There's no and level of balance. That makes people not want to play the game. Exactly. You're, you're moving. It happened to me a couple of times. You're, you're moving. You're basically making people not want to play the game because they can't collect their loot. That's yeah, the what's the point of having top tier loot when somebody, what's up, the point of having top tier loot going around stealing people that have lower loot? That's just trolling. Exactly, and people do that shit. Hold on one second. People do that shit and they get a certain enjoyment out of it. And the whole thing is you want people to basically grind out and fight it out for loot. But if you have one top tier amount of players and we all know that they're out there and you have younger players or newer players trying to get in the game they're not going to be able to close in that gap and it's not even a skill gap it's just a gap of i was here when the shit popped off and you wasn't therefore i can do whatever the fuck i want with you and they're not going to play the game they need to figure out they just need to have a pvp element similar to destiny like legit take what destiny did except make it better that way people are rewarded for you know playing good in the team deathmatch uh, domination shit like that because they could hey, do what's the part of the dark zone i we don't know like i thought the whole dark zone thing was like a certain mercenary mode where we could do uh contracts and shit like that that's how i perceived it and then you know you're going against other players the way i seen the whole dark zone was like you'll work as a squad for a little bit but you could kill your squad and get all that loot for yourself type shit or you could try working with other people and i thought it was like this whole type of paranoia and like you know uh, you're, you're picking who to trust type shit. That's the way I seen the Dark Zone. Like, every man for himself type shit. And if you, if you want to squad up, you can squad up. But you need to be aware that you're going to go up against another squad. My whole thing about the Dark Zone was I felt like there should have been different lobbies for solo runners, duos, and squads. 
like same way that Fortnite has it, I feel like that's how the division should have it. So if you want to go solo in the dark zone, you're gonna fight nothing but people who are solo in the dark zone. If you're gonna go in there like with you and your boy, it's just you and your boy in the dark zone. If you want to go in there with the squad, you go in there as a squad. That way, people are not getting jumped by like forty different people in the dark zone. That's just my perception of it. That's why I that think it should be done. Away. If people can't enjoy the game, it turns them away. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we play games for what? To enjoy fun. the shits. We want to have fun, create these it's, moments. Escape, yeah. you know, take your mind off of the bullshit in the world. And you got people that just want to troll you and just... just I, I was done. The day I played the dark... I was in the dark zone, and I got killed by a team of four. I'll take it. Like the whole the whole thing is like people just want to play and have fun. I get it. You want to be competitive. Everybody's competitive in some shape or form. But there needs to be a playing field to where there's level of improvement and also a skill gap. There need they need to find that balance. Like I love you saying siege as my example. There's a skill gap and there's also ways to improve. The thing about siege is that no operators OP at this state of siege. And they just added two new operators and they're not OP. It's just a matter of skill. So if you want the different tools, or want to learn the different tools, you, you have to A, get the character, obviously. But B, you have to learn how to use those in a manner that benefits you and your teammates. It's not just, oh, I have line or whatever, so I can just scan people. It doesn't work that way, because if you just think that you're going to use them in Beast, you're not. You'll get fucking washed. No way around that shit. But, so we don't, you know, take up the whole show talking about the Division. I just want it to be a good, solid game. I do not want an empty open world for the sake of being open. I want there to be improvements to not only the mission design and the enemy design, but also the level design, where I see interactions within the world, where I actually see buildings kind of like, you know, give me that ominous type of view, ominous look and shit like that. All I got to say is, fool me once, and I don't really think you're going to fool me again. Oh, facts. I will say this. I almost forgot. The enemies, please give us a variety. There's only like three types of enemies, and when you kill one of them, they say Alex. I mean, he got Alex. Who the fuck is Alex? I digress, though. So, yes, I want the division to be good. I will be watching it, you know, when hopefully if I do get into E3, when I go to E3, you know, bring out my live reaction, shit of that sort. Now. Well, you got you to gotta think about this, though, and the last part is E3, they're going to show the best stuff. Oh, of course. But I'm no longer a child watching E3. I'm a adult with, you know, actual thoughts and shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I ain't getting fooled no more when it comes to video games. When it came to uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, nah, fam. I, I already knew what was, what was up. I was like, I'm hype. I want to play it. They have my boy Darth Maul. I'm copping it. But I was already thinking, how are they going to fuck this up? And long and behold, microtransactions. But I could rant about I, that I shit all day. It, I was like, the first Battlefront come out came out. I was like, when I downloaded the beta, I was like, this ain't nothing but Call of Duty with Star Wars. I'm not gonna be sitting here playing this game, getting killed by a stormtrooper camping in the corner or hiding on a rock. I'm not doing it. I had way too much fun with that with the beta. I was like, this is gonna be amazing. Next thing I know, oh, the beta's the full game. All right. Then I bought the second one. Oh, you could get better just by buying microtransactions? I mean, by buying loot boxes? Alright. That's why I'm happy that Disney's actually stepping in like, alright, EA, get the fuck out of here. Give, give us Star Wars back. You don't know what you're doing. But I don't know who they're going to try to approach with it. 
I really don't. Hopefully Blizzard. I feel like Blizzard could do Star Wars justice. But I remember that crap in the dark zone. Five minutes in there, you got popped by more than ten people too. I'm saying they need to get to the the dark zone. Correct, they're gonna bring it back. But on to other need, news. They need to have sick zombie infected. That's what it need to be. That'd be lit. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is now going to be available for all platforms. And when I say all platforms, I mean all platforms. PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I I really don't... I'm conflicted a little bit. Just a little bit. Only because... I was so accustomed to seeing Crash just on the PlayStation that, like, when I seen the trailer, I thought that they were going to bring back Crash Team Racing, honestly. I know it started off with a helicopter, but in my head, I was like, oh, they're, like, you know, about to show Crash Team Racing. He's bringing over, like, the checkered flag or something. Nope. They're bringing the game across all platforms. Now, granted, I'm not mad about it. Not at all, because it's Crash Bandicoot, and everybody has a certain childhood connection to Crash Bandicoot. I mean... It was like the poster child along with Spyro for Sony. Like, people remember, when they associate Sony, they think Crash. There's, like, no debacle. It's Crash. But yeah, when I got my PS1, remember the demo disc that came with it? Oh, hell Crash yeah. was... I played that level, that one level, out. I'm saying. I love Crash. Like, I, I think it's good. I, I'm not gonna lie, it's just kind of like a fanboy a little bit in me. Like... Contrary to popular belief, everybody has like a little fanboy that they tell to shut the fuck up. It's not that serious. And that's what I'm doing right now. I think it's good that it's going to be across all platforms. The platform that I think is going to benefit the most, and I'm going to stand by this, is the Nintendo Switch. I honestly believe that. That is like the perfect game for on-the-go type play. It's fucking Crash. You're just sitting on your couch, playing Crash, everybody else is watching TV. Or, you know, you're on the plane, you're just... It's a more it's a more portable game than anything. Yeah, because it's a platformer. It's a simple platformer that everybody knows and that everybody can enjoy. Granted, while the company who did make Crash admit that they made it harder, which is hilarious to me, I think that's fucking hilarious, but I think it is going to benefit the most on the Switch. PC people, I don't see them... I'm not going to say take it serious, but I don't see them playing it as much, like put in the hours. Xbox 360 or Xbox One people... Probably, you know, gives them another game to play. I, most likely for the Xbox and PlayStation, it'll be for people that like to upload videos and stuff like that. Yeah. But P- PC, I don't really see in PC players like, oh, I got to get Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, I don't like, see that. I, I totally agree with you. It's more of the Switch thing. Because it's like, you know, you sit on a plane, you sit on a bus, you got your Switch. Because that's the hot thing. When I was at E3 last year, we were waiting to get in. There were people out there that had their Switches playing uh, all kind of games and stuff. See? Like, it's just... it's. I'm not mad. It's just the fanboy in me who's like, but I wanted to see it on Sony. But then my logical brain's like, nigga, there was a Crash game on the 360. Like, that stuff, I don't, that don't bother me. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't pay attention to that. Oh, it needs to be on this, this, this system, this system. I don't care because I have all the systems. That's the whole. I don't, I don't do the console war thing because I have all the systems. So if there's a game that like as an Xbox game I want, I'll get it. There's a PS4 game I want to get it. There's there's a Switch game I want, I'll get it. R.I.P. Scalebound. I need I need that game to come back to the light. That game had me so hyped. I was getting ready to buy a fucking Xbox that day because of that fucking game. But yeah, I just figured we I'd bring y'all that news. That was actually an interesting touch point because I thought about this. Does anybody honestly care about exclusives? 
I know I don't personally. Fanboys, uh, fanboys uh, care about exclusives, which is so stupid to me. Go ahead, speak your case. Like, I just think that's so stupid. Like, you know, oh, like, it's really, I don't want to go, I'll go on a rant for so long. I just <laughs> think that the, <laughs> it, we'll be on here for two hours and I won't shut up about it. Hey, I but feel you. That whole, the whole console war thing and exclusive shit is stupid to me. I didn't enjoy flat out. I agree. I, I totally agree. Like, granted, there are some games that I would feel like would look weird with different controls. Like, if I seen Halo on the PS4, it kind of fucked me up a little bit. But I wouldn't care. Like, if anything, exactly. I, I like if anything to me, an exclusive gives you. It's like the biggest reason for exclusives is it gives you a reason to buy that specific console. That's it. Bottom line, well, public period. I would not period. be mad if The Last of Us was on Xbox. I wouldn't care less. I would still buy it for PS4. Yeah, like, it, it just gives you, it like, when it's available for different options, at that point, you just make the choice of where where are your friends playing. Most of my yeah. friends are playing on PS4. Set, like, I was on Xbox. Like, me and, like, two mother closest homeboys were on Xbox for, like, the longest time. But a few of my other friends were all, like, we're getting PS4s. I was the last person to get a PS4. Once I did, I've never been happier because like all my friends are playing it. We're all playing together, having a good old fucking time. Granted, I still got friends on Xbox who like I'll talk to every now and again, but I yeah. prefer PS4. But does that mean do I hate Xbox? Do I want you know our games stay on PS4? Fuck no. Like, why do people hate the system? That's what I don't understand. It's like, a piece a, of plastic at the end of the day. Exactly. With some wires and a motherboard. <laughs> like what's? I don't get that. That makes no sense. Like I'm. A, I, I have the same reason. All my friends are on PS4. I got friends on the Xbox, but most of my games are on PS4. I don't like the PS4 better than Xbox. I don't like the Xbox better than PS4. When State of the K2 comes out, you will find me on the Xbox. That's where I will be. Chilling. <laughs> but when, when Kingdom Hearts drops oh, and that's, Days that's Gone, that's all one. that stuff, I will be back on the PlayStation because that's the system I want to play it on. I get tired of hearing both sides, especially Sony fanboys saying about Xbox majority. Like, doesn't that get tired of using the same answer? I mean, I just, I've just i always looked at the whole fanboy thing as just being extra. And I remember somebody, uh, i seen this video, I forgot who posted stupid. it. And it was all like... We'll call it like it is, it's stupid. I forgot, I forgot what it was, but the dude basically brought up the argument that, what about uh, sports fans? I was like, there's an entirely complete difference in between sports and gaming. Sports fans are like extra to the point where it doesn't make sense because they're not paying you and you're basically fighting over a logo at the end of the day let's break the shit down to basics you're fighting over a logo when you see the raiders logo and then you see a kansas city chiefs logo that's all you're fighting for you don't give a fuck about the players you don't give a fuck about the coaching staff you don't give a fuck about the cheerleaders you care about that logo right and on top of that, there is a deep-rooted line of, like, love for that team within your family, right? When it comes to this gaming shit, there's not a deep root in that. If you brought up, except for probably in mine because my parents are gamers, but if you go up to, like, any casual person or any fanboy, I can almost guarantee their parents were not that heavy into gaming. They're like, you want the system? Here, take it. We don't care. And then you found yourself connected to that console, and you're like, every other console's trash because I'm connected to it. Disconnect yourself from the fact that it's a fucking PS4 logo or an Xbox, and look at it for what it is. It's a piece of plastic that plays a bunch of ones and zeros that you enjoy. The whole fanboyism comparing it to sports makes no sense because sports requires, you know, a deep-rooted history with the team from 
trades to different ownerships to a whole bunch of other shit that goes into it. Gaming doesn't really go through that many changes except for fucking graphics. Honestly. And does that really matter in the end? No, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't like that argument. And on top of that, there's extremists on both sides. There should be a fan exactly. and a, there be a fan and a fanboy is a fan sees shit for what it is. Do I get mad at games? Fuck yeah. Do I say I hate the game? Yeah, if I don't say I hate your game, I don't like your game that much. But do I get mad at the game? Of course. But do I still play the game? Probably. But do I see that the game has broken parts that I'm willing to call out? Yes, that makes me a fan. Will I play another game if it's on another console? Yes, I'm a fan. I don't let, you know, opinions of a bunch of radicals sway me from playing something. That's a fan. Well, what game to... is actually perfect in this world? Yeah, there's no such thing as a perfect game. Every game has exactly. its flaws and faults. But at the, end of the game, at the end of the day, if you enjoy it and you're able to call out like, hey, this part's broken in this game. This is wrong with this game. But I like these parts. You're just a fan. When you're able to call out bullshit on the game, you're just a fan. When you're a fanboy is when you can't see anything wrong with it, where everything is perfect. Those are the extremists that nobody likes. That's why people don't like fanboys. We like fans. At the end of the day, we're all fans of gaming. We want to see the gaming industry prosper and grow because that is an industry that we've all grown up and become accustomed to and we are a part of. We don't like fanboys because they come in and they make us all as a whole look bad. Exactly. Like, it's I just that easy. I remember, I remember buying Ghosts for the PS3 and I'm waiting in line and you know, we're at a GameStop, everybody's chatting and he's like, what system are you getting it for? I was like, I'm getting it for PS3. Oh, you play PS3? Oh, that system sucks. Why? And not I'm, times, I'm, I'm like, why? Not he, times he out of 10, they can't come up with the reason. That's the funny part. Exactly. Like, they just they just want something to complain about. Exactly. Like here's the thing. They I want their voices to be heard. I will have a discussion with you about why I think something's better or why you think something's better. Like if he had a came at you like, Oh, you playing a PS3? I don't like that system too much. And he would have brought up reasons on why he feels that the PS3 is not as good as the Xbox. That's a conversation. Exactly. But when they just come out and say, Oh, that sucks, it's like, okay, well, what's your reasoning? Like, I could bring up the fact that PS3 had a free online service compared to Xbox. Now, did it run as well as Xbox? No, but it was fucking free. You basically got what you paid for. Yeah, that was and, and the whole th Remember when it went down for, like, three months? Yeah. Oh, that was, that, that was, that was the Xbox fanboy's greatest achievement. That was their four touchdowns in one game. Yep. So what? It's, like, big deal. Like, okay. Oh, oh, oh and PlayStation's for the broke people. We pay for our system. Okay, we now now we pay for our online, so now what? And then the comedy about the thing was you do realize the PS3 is more expensive than the Xbox Day One, right? Exactly. I can't be too broke by buying a more expensive system. I'm sorry. Logic, exactly. but the well, another thing that made me laugh, I know we're off topic a little bit, but we're talking with this get this gaming podcast. But what made me laugh about the whole Xbox and three the three sixty and PS3 thing was that Everybody said that the Xbox gamers are better gamers because that was, you know, the the E League level where you know the pro players are playing. What made me laugh about the shit was my friends used to say that shit, and that I the was dumbest shit I've ever heard. And here's the thing: I was horrible at online shooters. I got better now because hand-eye coordination. I figured out how to play these games, right? But at the time, like Modern Warfare One and Modern Warfare Two, I was camping because I didn't understand how to play the game fully. And they're like, "Oh, you need to play on 360. It's better over here." I was playing on 360, got washed. It wasn't until, like, maybe Modern Warfare 3, I figured out how to play, or Black Ops 1, actually, where I figured out how to play the game. I was watching niggas on PS3 and on 360. At that point, I realized it's not the fucking console, it's the players I'm up against. 
it's me mostly. Like 360 yeah. people and PS3 people are fucking gamers. You're gonna play against oh, trash players, and you're gonna play against good players. Box, you have better reaction time and all other stuff. Better hand-eye coordination, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't add up. It's like uh, it, it doesn't make sense. It's like you're playing. Like I played against P people on PC and beat them. Keep this in mind. I am trash at mouse and keyboard. So does that mean that I'm an elite player? Fuck no. I just know how to play games. Like, I, I've always hated the whole argument that, yet again, fanboys have between uh, controller and mouse and keyboard. It is proven that mouse and keyboard, or at least, you know, is better for online shooting because you have better reaction time, you have better control. I get that. What I don't like is when, you know, People try arguing, oh, it's not proven, it's not better. It really is. The only difference is you can play however you want. Like, why are you arguing when you have options to play how you fucking want? I don't get that. If I play on a controller, I'm going to play on a controller and have fun. If you play on a mouse keyboard, play and have fun. Why are you worried about what other people are doing that you're not doing? I never understood uh, that. I, I don't understand that either. That could be a topic for another uh, discussion. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that for for discussion piece because I've never understood the logic of trying to argue a point when people enjoy what they enjoy. Like, just let most them have people, fun. Most people don't have logic. They're, that's it right there. Most people don't have logic. They just they just want to ramble and speak and try to sound intelligent. I mean, I'm going to have to quote Charlamagne the God on this. Shout out to the Brilliant Idiots because I listen to their podcast almost every day at this point now or every week now. My man said that when he goes to his therapist, his therapist gave him a gem and said that one of your biggest problems is, is that you expect too much from people. And he's like, I didn't understand it at first. And later in the podcast, he said, I think my problem is I expect people to be smart. I was like, that, I was like, that makes sense. I expect people to have logic because I don't care about a lot of things that do not concern me, do not interest me. People will argue about shit that don't interest them. And I've never understood that ever in life. Right, what's the next topic? We got to <laughs> what's happening, Dante? What's happening, Biggie? Make sure y'all share like the stream. Uh, the next topic is since we're talking about the Nintendo Switch, actually, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Super Smash Bros. is coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Now, I would show y'all a picture. I would share some shit. However, Nintendo don't play that, and I'm not trying to get my stream taken down and claimed and shit like that. Your boys are trying to keep this. <laughs> but yes, the Nintendo Switch is getting. Excuse me. Is getting. Super Smash Bros, a game, by, uh, by the way, which has a cult-like following in the fighting game community. Smash Bros Melee came out at least, I want to say, 12 years ago, and it is still at Evo. The previous game on the Wii U was released about, I don't know, two or three years ago, and is still at Evo. Hard, too. Brothers, I'm actually excited because I want to play this game on the go. Let, let me know what you think about this, Eric, while I find this picture. All this means is I'm about to spend some money. Because my kids saw it. Because my kids are hardcore Nintendo players. Word, word. Like, they have Smash for the Wii, Smash for the Wii U. Now they want Smash for the Switch. I'm Personally, I'm ass to Smash, but I play with my kids. They enjoy it, so I'm going to get it for them. And law, he's a professional gamer, and he's a professional Smash player. Like, Smash is real. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is that is one of the realest games that ain't going nowhere. And I love it. That's the that's the I thing about personally, it. Personally, <laughs> I'm not good at it. I only play with my kids, or you know, if we have like a party or whatever. Right. Wii U, like we've done before. We've had like house parties, and we broke out the Wii U, did the Dance Dance Revolution, and all the shit. 
and we play some Smash Brothers, you know, but I I think it's a good idea. It's one of Nintendo's top titles. So why wouldn't it be on the Switch? It was an anticipated game that people were waiting to play, actually. Everybody was waiting for that shit. Like, there's like, when's Smash coming out? Like, they, when they brought out, what was it, Mario Kart? Everybody's like, all right, so where's Smash at, though? I want to play Smash, but I'm not buying like, Switch. Nintendo's going to clean up. Like they always do. And I, I can't hate. The thing about Nintendo is they be taking L's, but when they come out with a W, it's a it's fucking a, it, W. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a bomb. It's a bomb. Like, everybody be thinking Nintendo's dead. No, I'm not going to say everybody think Nintendo's dead, but like they falling off. They don't know what they're doing. I don't think Nintendo's dead. My personal opinion is I think Nintendo's for kids. Yeah, like they're they always aim for like the target audience as kids and like the crazy thing I grew is up playing Nintendo when I was a kid, you know, my system, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, those were my systems when I was a kid. When I was now that I have my own kids, kids, they have they that they play Nintendo. Yep. Like some of the some of my best memories are like in the Nintendo area, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo era, yep. had the best RPGs ever. Ever. Gaia, Chrono Trigger, Parasite Eve. I remember that one. Breath of Fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, just Final Fantasies. I think the thing about Nintendo is that they transcend generations. Exactly. Like the thing about the thing about uh, PS4 and Xbox is that they came up in the middle of that dude bro uh, uh, tween era, right? As far as like you know when it was popular. Nintendo has always been like that uh, the forefront. Yeah, they've they've always been like that company that was like in the cut making massive money because people remember that. Like, oh, Mario. Granted, I'm not a fan of Mario. I've made this statement many times, it's an unpopular opinion, I don't really give a fuck. I'm not a fan of Mario, but people love Mario. Our parents know Mario. Fuck, our yeah. grandparents know Mario. My mom, my mom know how to play Mario, and she's far from a gamer. You feel what I'm saying? Like they make my, my, my mom would sit there and play Mario with me when I was a kid. Like Mar, like not Mario, but Nintendo makes games and titles that transcends like generations. And granted, while we might not agree with some of their business practices, like the whole what was the Nintendo 3DS not coming with the fucking charger, that was some shady shit, and it was still selling. <laughs> the Nintendo Game Boy. I remember not the Game Boy, the Virtual Boy. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't finna talk about that. But like when like whenever Nintendo comes out with some shit, it's always like they to me it seems Nintendo always puts out like kind of test products or like test shit out. Like, okay, are they rocking with this? Nah, they ain't rocking with that. Go back to the drawing board, rebrand it real quick, put it out. Alright, they rocking with that. Let's capitalize on this, let's keep the shit going. Like when they put out the ain't going nowhere. They're not. When they put out the they're Nintendo Wii, that shit. That was like the revolutionary console of like virtual reality gaming. Damn near. And props to Nintendo for that because you know, Nunchuck. You know, when I got the Wii, it came with Nintendo Wii Sports. We had me, my wife, and my Best kids. Best game ever. We spent hours <laughs> on that bowling, boxing, archery. It gets you moving. You're not just sitting around on the couch holding a controller. That's why PlayStation and all of the Connect. They the tried it. Move. It didn't work as well. Nope. That Nintendo, was... they still they still hold the handheld market, and the DS, the 3DS, the <laughs> Game Boy. Look at the Game Gear. Oh shit. The, dead. The Vita dead. The, 
I'm glad Xbox, Microsoft didn't even attempt to put out a handheld system. Nah, they knew it. Like Nintendo, like they, it seems like people think that Nintendo doesn't have a solid grip on the console industry. These motherfuckers said, "Fuck that. We gonna have a console slash handheld. We're slashing two markets at once." Exactly. That's the like that's the wildest shit to me because not only do they have a console that you could plug in and play. They have a console that you could take off and walk around the house and play with. And what's crazy about it is the Nintendo DSs are still being sold. My boy bought a fucking has his DS still and buys games for the the classic uh, Pokemon, and he bought a Nintendo 3DS recently. Like, oh Jesus, they just know what they're doing over there. Every time that we out here thinking handing out here L's. And some, I'm not even gonna lie. Sometimes Nintendo deserves these L's, but when they come back with them W's, it's strong. Become hard because I'm not gonna lie. That Wii, I'm never gonna forget the Wii because that that was like the 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 era of like, oh, we need to get people moving because they came out it was with groundbreaking. Nintendo, they came out with like the what, Wii U Sports or whatever, right? Uh, not Wii, Wii U Sports. Look, but at Nintendo, the, look at the Wii U Fitness. I'm saying, but they came out with the Wii Sports and they came out with another one that you need like the specific plug in to play the game. I forgot what that one was called. It was like Wii Athletics or some shit like that, or like Wii Paradise, some shit, mm. and it had basketball and shit like that. But they brought that I out. I know what you're talking about, but I can't name it. I can't name it. It's in my game room. I'm, I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna be mad as fuck when I can't remember it. But when they did that, everybody wanted a Wii. Like my grandmother bought me a Wii because I wanted one. I play, I've at least put over a thousand hours on that shit from when it came out to when I stopped playing it. Easily, easily. That shit was like at every one of my cousin's house, aunt's house, and that was the game we played. Everybody was playing Just Dance. You know, the men. Exactly. Men, Wii Sports Resort. Good looking, C-Mac. Motherfuckers out here uh, yeah, boxing. Motherfuckers out here boxing. All that shit. People were playing like, that and loved it. That was like the era. We would go to my brother's house. We would go to my brother's house and his family and my family. We All of us. You know, six, seven of us in there playing the Wii. I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Playing games like that if there's any time where i think there was world peace i'd have i'd probably have to say the nintendo wii was like one of them days it would be like the nintendo wii the fucking pokemon go era and i'm uh, the fortnite era we're in right now there's probably like two other ones i can't think of right now i love the pokemon for the game boys back in the day i say actually i probably yeah i probably say pokemon the first pokemon and then yeah, I po- ran through batteries with my Game Boy Color. Yeah, I'd probably say Pokemon when it first initially came out. Then uh, the Nintendo Wii. Then Pokemon Go. And then now Fortnite. Those are like my, probably my top four World Peace eras that we're in right now. Because think about it. When Pokemon Go came out, before like all the robbing and shit, niggas was out shady streets running, walking, yeah. interacting, having fun. Going that- into... I was in Target. At the door, waiting for my wife to come. It was it, like five people came in with their phones out, walking, looking up. There's Pokemon in here. I'm like, what the hell? Is, you feel you on? feel what I'm saying? Like, there's like these errors that we have ever so often that like, there's damn near peace <laughs> where everybody's just happy. And I'd have to say Nintendo's responsible for at least two to three of them shits. At least. Uh, Vita was dead because Sony's support was trash. I'd have to say that they didn't get enough for what's third party support. Like there was people saying, and you know, I I would agree that there wasn't games that we like to play. But I felt like a majority of people who had a, a Vita. It got old. Like I was so excited when what was that game? Uh, 
uh, Sony All-Stars was like the... The uh, the Battle Royale thing. Yeah, that game. I was like, oh, that's uh, PlayStation's version of Smash. This is going to be dope. They didn't support it like I thought they were going to do. Like, they would support the shit out that and kind of like let it become its own thing. That game would probably be like one of the top tier fighting games. It would probably come back on the PS4 strong or probably would have been back. But they didn't do that. Like, the games that they have for the Vita, like the uh, the Uncharted joint, that game was good as hell because you actually used the touchpad on the back or whatever to climb. Like, they had great ideas, but they didn't fully... Uh, uh, yeah, they didn't bring that heat like they should have. Because they would have done that, I'm pretty sure people would still be playing their Vitas. I know I would be, but I ended up selling it because I got bored of the shit. Uh, I saw everybody from kids, adult, from kids to adults having fun. I was amazed. I'm telling you, Pokemon Go brought people together like... I remember going to uh, Arizona, what was it, Mills. That's a place out here in Arizona like where all the college kids are at and party and drink. I'm not part of that because I don't like partying or drinking. I'm sorry. I'm a boring-ass dude. Fucking sue me. I got all that shit out of my system when I was in high school. Fucking sue me. But uh, when we was over there, there were so many Pokestops that I was like in Pokemon Go heaven. I was like legit out there walking with my friends, <laughs> damn near ditching them. Like, hey, yo, stay at that club over there. I'm going to go ahead and go over here real quick. I'm out here collecting Pokemon and join. Like, I've re-downloaded it at least twice on my phone for, like, when I go to college because there's Pokestops at my college area. I'm not even fully going to class sometimes. I'm just walking around collecting Pokemon. Granted, I pass all my classes. Leave me alone. But still. With that story that made the news about that dad who's playing Pokemon with his son, his son was, like, overweight, and his, they walked every day for a couple hours looking for Pokemon, and his son lost, like, 80 pounds. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm telling you, Pokemon is out here saving lives. Nintendo's out here creating movements. We need that. We need that shit. But anyways, we, we got lost in nostalgia, and it's, it's okay. But Super Smash Bros. coming to Nintendo Switch. You heard it here first. I'm buying a Nintendo oh, Switch now because Bayonetta 3, I almost forgot to mention that, is coming out for the Nintendo Switch. So they have 1, 2, and 3 on the Switch. I got to get it now because I love Bayonetta. And on top of that, they have Mario Kart. And now fucking Smash Bros. And I'm pretty Zelda. sure I'm not a fan of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, me neither. But think about the following that Zelda has. Oh yeah, solid, huge, cult-like. It's actually horrifying. Cause for years, I thought that Zelda was Link. It wasn't. Too I thought that too. I never understood that neither when I was younger. I was not told until I was at least 15 or 16 in high school. One of my boys told me, he's like, who the fuck are you calling Zelda?" I was like, "The Green Dude. That's Zelda." He's like, nigga, that's Link. I was like, I wouldn't fucking know that the game is called Zelda. Let me go ahead and bring up Sonic the Hedgehog to find out his name is Tails. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm buying a Nintendo Switch because Nintendo coming out with that heat. And it's, it, they just gave me a reason to buy it now. They really did. But on to uh, other news because, <sighs> you know, we, we have to talk about this. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 has now been confirmed. It has an official release date of... I gotta bring up my other notes. October 12th, I think. Uh, yeah, October 12th is the, is a global release, so like everywhere in the world. And then May 12th is the actual, um, you know, event, re uh, event release where like, you know, they show the gameplay and shit like that and people uh, overhype it. So yes, this right here. I'm going to leave that right there. So, Eric, go ahead and let me know what you think about this. I'm going to go ahead and find the damn trailer. 
I mean, what is it to say? It's COD, you know? But that trailer, that trailer gave us nothing. There was no information in the trailer, no nothing. So are we going back to jet padding? Are we going back, we going back, we stand boots on the ground? I honestly think because I think this is year, the year of boots on the ground. I think even though it's trash, I think they follow a formula. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever car comes out, I think Activision follows that formula. So I'm thinking it's going to be boots on the ground. All that leads to is more camping. And what are, what, what are they going to have in there? Because are we bringing target finders back? Are we going to have this and that? I just, I'm not excited. I'm really not excited. Okay, so here is the damn, oh shit. Era are we gonna be in? I mean, we still do not know. Well, here is the official little trailer thing. I need more information. I don't need a trailer, you know, to show me all the Treyarch games in a little flashy sequence. Yeah, that that's basically all that we got. And the only the only thing that kind of jaded me about this, I'm not gonna say jaded me. The only thing that kind of like made me think a little bit about this was the fact that, uh, ooh, excuse me. The only thing that made me really think was we don't know the era. Now there's rumors and speculation that it is going to be placed in uh, boots on the ground and modern era because they they seen the formula fail or not seen the formula fail, but they seen that people are really tired of jetpacking and running around and shit. My biggest thing about this is Treyarch. Please do not fuck this up. You are like I've said this before. You are the Luke Skywalker. You messed up right there. You messed it up. They, they're gonna they're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> you were like the so, Luke Skywalker of this Call of I'm Duty shit. I'm mad that you said that. Well, because Treyarch makes the best ones to me. They do. In my opinion, they make the best Call of Duties. Black Ops 3 is still a solid game. Granted, there is some OP weapons. They still fucking patch the game. Which shocks me. Like, I've gotten more patches for Black Ops 3 than I've got for fucking uh, World War 2. Don't say Fortnite. <laughs> oh no, ain't nothing topping Fortnite. Fortnite, they update they shit like almost every other day, and I'm not even mad. But the 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 one thing that I kind of did not like is that the story mode for Black Ops could have been so much better along the line. Because Black Ops One story was fire. That big ass twist when you find out that you're the crazy dude who's like fucking everybody up. For no reason, you're... I forgot to do his name, but you're the Russian guy. Mason, Mason, whatever his name. No, yeah, you're... Not, no. yeah, well, yeah, you're Mason, but I forgot the Russian dude who you're trying to capture. But, yeah, yeah that twist, I like that. Black Ops 2, I can't tell you what was the premise of it besides I'm just running around shooting shit. Black Ops 3, I can't tell you. I didn't even beat that one, sadly enough. I didn't beat yeah, it. I beat Black Ops 3, but Black Ops 2, I didn't even play it. Like I played, like, maybe 10 minutes of it. The best story mode was... Modern Warfare 2. That had me on pins and needles. Modern Warfare 2 was dope. No rushing. Black Ops 3, the, what I like about it is you can play it with four other people, which I think all of the Call of Duty campaign modes should be multiplayer. It'd give people more of a reason to play, play it. With, let's be real. Who buys Call of Duty for the damn campaign? Pfft, nobody. That shit ended a while ago. Like, Modern Warfare 1 had a decent campaign. Modern Warfare 2 had a good campaign. Black Ops 1 had a good campaign. World at War had a good campaign. I'm not going to get my hot my What the fuck <laughs> I just thought about that. I just named five <laughs> Call of Duty games. Get, I'm not going to get my hopes up for this. 
Yo, that really just shocked me. I've named like five Call of Duty games that had a good story mode, and what the fuck happened? They start making too much money. Uh, the more money you make, the less you put in your product. That, because if you know if you're if you know your product is guaranteed to sell, you the that's that's why we're getting updates and all this other stuff. You're right. I think the main focus was you know, I just transition into multiplayer. I think the main transition was multiplayer. Cause back in them days, people were playing multiplayer, like heavy, but it wasn't making the grip that it is now. Like, there's a reason why game is like a billion dollar industry now. There's a reason for it. Because of multiplayer microtransactions and shit like that. And I think that's what happened I mean, with the got, story. You gotta think about it. When it comes to multiplayer, like, the PlayStation 3 and Xbox really set it off. Because if you really think about it, I can't even remember not playing online. The 3 and the Xbox. Like, that's that's the... Playing online is the norm of gaming now. Yep. I mean, that's why they add, like, The Last of Us, that's why they have the little team death matches and shit in there because that's the, they have to put it in there. Do I like it? Hell no. I'd rather take four people and play the whole story of The Last of Us and let's go after... You know, that's just me. I, I think the fact of the matter is is that uh, stories are not as compelling as they once were. Therefore, they're all putting their main focus on multiplayer because people just care about just being the best interaction they, yeah they care about the interaction just being the best that's all this came come down to at this point was just i just want to play online get some make games in and leave i don't want to play this story that's why a lot of these games they feel like the story's tacked on it used to be reversed if you really think about it like assassin's creed is a good example the story was good and then they added multiplayer so it felt like the multiplayer was just tacked on now it's reversed it's like the multiplayer is the focal point and then mm -hmm. the story's just tacked on. And I'm sorry, so I'm somebody cool. I'm somebody now. who likes a good story. As somebody who like has who writes and shit and dabbles in like literature, I like a good story. I like, you know, a compelling story, good characters, uh twist and shit like that. Even if your story doesn't have a Yeah, even if your story doesn't have like a crazy plot twist at the end of it, make it compelling enough to the point where I'm actually engaged, regardless if I know the outcome. I'll be okay with that. What I'm not okay like, with is boring stories to the point where it's so predictable where I can't enjoy it. Like the the best point of it is The Last of Us. That story is epic. Yeah, that that story was a trip. There's really not a better story based game in the last ten years than The Last of Us. If I'm wrong, somebody tell me I'm wrong and show me what game it is so I can play it. In the last ten years, I was let me think thirteen. I have to go back because I I don't I want to say it was Kingdom no nah, Kingdom Hearts wasn't out yet. I really can't think of one, not top of my head. Cause I would say God of War, but that one came out I want to say before that, and I love God of War. That story was yeah, I love God of War too. But I was the out. Last of Us, The Last of Us, it took so it took fantasy and reality and just crushed that shit together. Like, what if that shit really happened in real life? How would we handle that? I think what made The Last of Us was good was the fact that you were so I wouldn't even so say so interested in the in the guy, I forgot his name. You were Paul. Yeah, you were really interested it was Paul? Joel. Oh Joel. Joel and Ellie. Yeah. You were really interested in Ellie. I think that was the thing that made it compelling because that one part, I'm not gonna lie, I think I was watching uh Chase's walkthrough or somebody's walkthrough. That part where that dude is trying to rape Ellie, 
That shit made me uncomfortable. Like, I think that's what made that story good because it gave you those uncomfortable moments that you don't really see in gaming too much at the forefront. Like, it gets you hooked. It's yeah, like a good show. There was like that a good part. Movie. There was a part where uh, you're with the, the two brothers or whatever and the dude had to kill his younger brother and killed himself. That was some deep shit. Like there was like that's deep moments in there. Yeah, like the thing about I think I think that's what makes the last was so great in a lot of people's eyes was the fact that it gave you those uncomfortable moments. Yeah, look at the beginning when his daughter got killed and they're trying to escape. That was the beginning of the game. Yeah, that was deep. That that shit hit home for you, boy. I was like, I didn't even play the game. But I just watched my else. I was like, yeah, I'm not playing this. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing it. That is that is one game I I constantly constantly play and I will never get tired of. That's how I feel about Kingdom Hearts, though. So I I understand exactly where you're coming from. There's a reason why I bought Kingdom Hearts three fucking times. I love Kingdom Hearts. I love Kingdom Hearts. That that brought back the RPG for me. Mm. Or when Tess got bit and you had to leave her. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's moments. I think that's what's missing a lot of these games is moments that you remember. Like, I remember Kingdom Hearts. Prime example. That's why I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not so sure about 10 years. I'm pretty sure it came out. One, where Sora had to kill okay. himself. To free Kyrie, cried like a bitch. You heard it here live on stream. I don't give a fuck. I cried like a biatch. I was so not ready for that. I was trying to find other ways. I was cussing out Riku. He was so he was so many bitch ass niggas to me. Like <laughs> I'm for real. I lost my shit. Fucking Kingdom Hearts two when uh Roxas was it Roxas. I think his name is Roxas. When Roxas, yeah, Roxas, yeah when Roxas, Roxas realized that uh, Sora was trapped inside of him. He had to let himself become. No, no, he was he was uh Sora's nobody. Yeah, basically his body double. Yeah, when he figured out that he's uh, basically nobody and everything that he exi- that is around him is like a lie and it's for Sora. Nigga! And, and it's crazy when he was like, you know, I guess when, at the end of the part, when you go play with Sora, he was like, when he finds Sora, he's like, oh, I guess the summer's over. I was like, damn! I'm saying, like, it's shit oh, like that. No. Deep moments deep moments that hit you where you like set the controller down, you're all like, I gotta, I gotta take a break. <laughs> I gotta take a break. I ain't look like no hoe right now. It's shit like that. Like, you can even see it. Like, we're passionate about talking about previous games. There's not that passion that I have right now for games that are releasing. That's why I'm kind of hoping, I am kind of hoping that Far Cry 5 can give me that feeling. Because Far Cry 5, it already has me hooked with the world, the character, the villain and shit like that. It already has my interest. I hope they capitalize on that shit. But first things first. I almost forgot to do this. I always got to shout to the, the homie. So shout out to the homie, Ricky and his website. That is, hold up. God damn it. Uh, it's not working right now. Hold up. But shout out to the homie, uh, Ricky, right now at his website. That is 3MGLive.com. For whatever reason, this picture is not showing. Uh, hold the fuck up. You, you ain't finna do my mans like this. You get You got me bent. Ricky a damn troll. Last time we were playing a damn, uh, we was playing World War Two. The fool was trolling. He always trolling. I mean, he was trolling at E three. I like Ricky. I mean, the thing about it is that like Ooh. he he sounded so goddamn depressed playing World War Three. He don't like the game. He don't like it. My, funny, my man bro. sounded hella hurt. Oh, I know what. Let's 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 Call of Duty. See, that's the game. That game really just ruins your mood. And, and you know what? I can't even say it's a game. It's the way people play the game. It's like they have to play the most bitchiest way to have fun. To me, Call of Duty died when it moved to the when it moved to the to the Xbox One and to PS4. It was done. 
Elaborate on that while I find his goddamn while I find his picture because I remember why it's deleted now. It's just Call of Duty has. I, I hear it all the time. Oh, two K has the worst community ever. No, I don't give a damn. I don't play two K. I play Call of Duty. That is the worst community ever. That is that game. It just reaches into your soul and just brings out the the the, the bitchness in you, and it drives me crazy because like, why? Like in team deathmatch, it ain't team deathmatch. It's I need to be on top to show I'm better than everybody else. Like people get mad when you're better than them at a game. Like I, like I suck at Madden. I don't play Madden. You stay in your lane. I play Call of Duty. Exactly. People get on there and think they're just going to kill everybody and not die, and it's annoying as hell. Like I said, I give COD. About three more years, if they don't fix shit and they keep on with the supply drop garbage to make money, that game is going to die. And I don't give a damn when nobody say any game can die. Any company can can go flop. Look at look at the Dreamcast. That was the first system to have, and I'm doing a quote figure share, online gameplay. That system died. And, and the Dreamcast birthed one of the best, best games ever, in my opinion, was Shimu. One and two. Well, two was on the Xbox, but um, Shimmy was one of the best, I guess, story-based games That's I've the ever game played. That everybody's wanted to have a, a a remaster, right? Yeah, and the, the part three is supposed to be in the works. Okay. They did the Kickstarter. They did the Kickstarter for it, and I say I want to say in like twenty-four hours, it had like seventy thousand dollars on the Kickstarter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about, but. My bad, people. I finally got the damn picture. But, yeah, shout out to the homie Ricky and his website. I'm also article right over there. We're doing big things. Make sure you support the website. There's a link in the description box below. 3NG Media, we do all things entertainment, all things gaming. I also have a shout out for the homies over at the Gaming Illuminati. Because they, like, to me, to me, they're the first ones who did it, to, to my understanding. But shout out to the Game Illuminati. This is actually a horrible picture. The resolution didn't fully register yet, but whatever. Game Illuminati podcast. I mean, GameIlluminati.com. Make sure you check that shit out. The link of that will actually be in the description also. Check that shit out to do all things geek. But on to further matters. Enough with all the goddamn plug-in. I also need to get a new picture. Gotta remember to do that shit later. Boom. Okay. Matter of fact, Black Ops 4, hey. goodbye. What's happening? Hey, shout out to my wife just came in here, though. Oh, word. That's my wife right there. 2K has that effect, and I don't play online. 2K on Superstar makes you rage enough as is. Think about 2K. I don't want to talk about 2K because I can legit talk about that shit. Please don't talk about. Please don't. All day long. I, there's a reason why people know me damn near on like the GMG podcast because I was a the dude who looks like Tupac and apparently Kobe, and the the dude who originally raged or spazzed on 2K. Like, th th there's a reason. I was taught to look like fucking 90s Kobe or young Kobe or whatever. We donated to it. Sonia, shout out to you for donating to that. Uh, damn. That's my wife right there. Oh, word? Oh, <laughs> lit. Uh, so, on to like the final matter. This is just something to, to close that out. Actually, I actually have one more topic I forgot to mention. but uh, Fortnite is now going to mobile. And among that, Fortnite is apparently close to being cross-platform. Uh, cross First off, Fortnite literally took the fucking gaming industry right now by storm. Uh, the game was initially a damn, uh, PvE, tower defense game where you get to build your own tower and defend it. Easy on paper, it had potential, but I've said this before, it lacked its own identity and it lacked substance that would make players want to play it. 
easy changed. Enough. Yeah. As soon as they had a battle royale, these motherfuckers just said, we got this. That was it. And the thing about the battle royale, not many people were playing it initially. Everybody thinks that like it just took off. No, it had a slow growth because people got tired of playing the H1Z1, which wasn't finished. And I'm about to go in on that one. They oh, please go in on that one. Please. <laughs> they had H1Z1, and then they had PUBG. The thing about H1Z1 and PUBG is that neither of those games were finished. I think PUBG's still not finished. But For, PUBG looks fun, though. Yeah, P- PUBG's definitely fun. I'm not even going to lie. I play PUBG every now and again, and it is fun. But Fortnite was a finished product. It says early access, right? That's just not an early access no more. It's really not. It just says that. That game is completed and is fun. While it does have as few bugs and glitches like most games do, it probably plays the smoothest or probably the best out of all games. I've yet to encounter a game-breaking glitch, a game-breaking bug, uh, a glitch where I'm stuck and I can't move. And I'm saying this because I've experienced this on PUBG and H1Z1. I haven't experienced that on Pub- on Fortnite. I think that's why the, like the, why the game is like has the industry in a chokehold. And now they're bringing it to mobile. You understand what I'm saying? Mobile. That means, you know, on your phone. So I could be at work on break playing fucking Fortnite. <laughs> that is wild to me because I think, what was it? PUBG tried doing that. And I don't think there's a taking off like that. But Fortnite's doing it. They're already on PC, PS4, and Xbox. And now close to mobile. And the crazy thing about this, it's about to be a cross-platforming game. Which means I can play with people on all platforms. I shit it on Fortnite in the beginning. Now I have so much respect for that game. Like, I'm still not good at it. I, I only got my first win a couple days ago. It felt good, didn't it? It really did. I, was, <laughs> I really did. But Fortnite, there's no pay to win. It's all cosmetic. Every ounce of it. Every now, ounce. It pisses, it pisses me off because I feel like everybody else finds the good guns before I do. And that's how I get whopped. Yeah. But there's no... Oh, I can buy. If I buy this, I buy this pack. I'll, I'll have the purple scar or the gold scar to start out with. You can't. It's do that. none of that shit. Wonder how the updates will be. On I can tell you how the updates are going to be, but for, but continue, because that shit's crazy. I, 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 who makes Fortnite? What company? Epic. Shout out to Epic because like they they put microtransactions in there and they stuck to their word. They did it the right way. There's no advantage. Not ounce. You, Good at the game, you're good at the game. It's totally on you. You know what's the crazy part? Even the cosmetic items. You know, like, some cosmetic items, like, they increase your hitbox? This game doesn't do that shit. So you can have that big fucking teddy bear. All that does is make you more of a target. But I still have to hit your head, and your head doesn't have an increased hitbox. I'm impressed. I'm genuinely impressed. Me too. There's There's nothing else I can say. Like, I can't say really nothing bad about Fortnite. I think them going to mobile is a great move, only because like, they're riding that hype right now. They took the, it's the same thing with Rocket League a couple years ago. Rocket League took over the damn world, became MLG and all that stuff. Fortnite is going to be the same way. I'm telling They're going to find a way to make fucking Fortnite an MLG thing. I, I'm calling it right now. They're going to figure out a way to do it. Yeah, they're, I feel like they're almost there. Cause like, I feel like with this team shit they're doing... I feel like, like with this team shit they're doing, like how, you know how the, the update now is like 20, 20, 20? I feel like that's them testing the waters of like this team shit. Like in a control, like a more controlled basis. I feel like what they're, what they're rolling out is, is going to eventually be 4v4s. And that's it. 
You know, the only thing I, I, I would like to see in Fortnite is a mode that you don't have to deal with the storm. You and your team go in and you just hunt for loot and hunt for the other people. That's probably going to be an eventual update. That's the only thing. The storm can go. And 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 they can make and let's make let's transition some more maps. That's another rumor. Like the what they're doing right now is that the, with the map that they have, they're basically adding new areas to it. I think what people are asking for is an entirely different map because uh, for all the people who are watching, you are familiar with Tilted Towers. Tilted Towers is like where all the action's at. That's where everybody drops at. That's where all the loot is at because there's yeah. big ass buildings and shit like that. What people are asking for is a different map. Only because, regardless of how many new areas are adding within Fortnite, is within the base map, people are still going to tilt the towers. Like that's all they care about, just going to tilt it. I think that they need to add this new map to a refresh to keep the game fresh, but b encourage players to explore. Because don't get me wrong, I land at tilted at least eighty-five percent of the time. I try to stay away from people. <laughs> but but even then, like when I land somewhere else, like on the outskirts of the map, just like maybe one other team, and then like by the time we get to like close to the circle, like with like the last I don't know fifteen players, I'm like in the top ten already. So they need to add a different map. I agree. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. When I got when I played the other day, I played a couple games and I got a win. And it was we were just fighting it out with those damn pickaxes, and I guess I was winning because the other person started running. I literally chased the person until two of my teammates came over and shot that person. Hey, sometimes you just gotta jump them, bro. You gotta initiate. That, that was fun. Now, I, do I like getting jumped in a game? Hell no. Yeah, it's fun when you it's fun when you're doing it to somebody. It's never fun when it's happening to you. That's just the exactly. Fact. That's life. Exactly. This is genuinely okay. But I will say this: Fortnite, Epic, y'all did y'all thing on this one. I actually appreciate this because I actually wrote a review on this and they actually liked my review on that. So shout out to y'all. But them going to mobile, they're riding the hype of their game right now because it's taking over like the world damn near. Because you see celebrities playing this. There's a rumor that Drake's about to play like with some popular fucking streamer. Drake. Regardless of what anybody says about Drake, the nigga's like one of the top five richest rappers and there's a huge influence well, on the industry. What's you, up? You know the you know the homie uh Black Ninja, right? Not uh, one, right? Yeah. Uh, he was streaming, and he, um, Louis Yachty was was with him. You know what I'm saying? And regards, people, too. And regards, to people like Little Yachty or not, them motherfuckers bringing a crowd. Exactly. It's a win-win for the gaming industry. They win because they're getting gamer fans over their crowd. It's one for us because we're getting more people who enjoy our game to increase and keep the community and game alive. It's a win-win. Rapper, whatever, but Drake's a regular person behind closed doors. He likes he likes movies, he likes video games, he likes this and that. A, a lot of people think because these celebrities are they're so big and, and regular people's eyes, they don't they don't do the norm. They they piss and put their pants leg on, you know what I'm saying, their pants on just like we do. People tend to forget There's no that difference. Shit. Like cause like when you generally meet these celebrities and don't approach them on some fan shit like as a normal person, they tend to respect you more and actually want to talk to you. Just take this. Just take this advice. I know that you want to fangirl and lose your mind to see your favorite celebrity. I understand this. I I get it. Trust me. We just approach them like, "Hey, how you doing? My name is such and such. I'm aware of who you are. How you doing today?" They nine times out of ten, they like that because they don't get that interaction like with fans. They tend to get the, "Oh my god, I can't believe it's you!" They're like, all right, it's cool, bro, but I'm a person. <laughs> But yes, Fortnite. Do exactly. you think a lot of people think these celebrities are not people? 
keep balling out keep putting out these updates these new modes all this cosmetics people are loving it eating it up and i, I applaud y'all for that but i forgot to add this topic h1z1 is free to play the game that was supposed to be the ultimate battle royale that i'm gonna go get some water you ripped this apart go ahead the game that was initially supposed to be the battle royale gargantuan that everybody loves it's supposed to have zombies and all this other stuff is free to play now and for those of you who do not know it lost 90 percent of its player base to fortnite and i think to pubg at one point and pubg took a hit because of fortnite that only tells you how strong fortnite is but yes h1z1 is now free to play the game that was initially you had to pay for and you know to play and i think it was like in what early access and shit like that for at least a year and some change at least is now free to play and they added a mode that is always getting advertised on YouTube and shit like that. Is now free to play. This is the product of not finishing your games and just writing off microtransactions. This is what happens when you do not listen to the community and do not fix the game and add shit that should not, you know, be worked on. Worry about fixing, worry about finishing your game before adding shit. That never works out. When you add shit to a to an already broken game, you end up looking like Paragon did with Epic. I'm sorry, Epic. You 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 know what you did. You were adding stuff to that game, or adding people to that game, and the game wasn't even finished. <laughs> you you can't do that type of shit. You need to make sure your game is finished. That way, you know when it's released from early access, people can then be like, "Hey, buy the game now. Come and play it. It's not early access no more." Because when you hear early access, people are initially like, "Oh, buggy, glitchy." Don't work. That's what you did. You shot yourself in the foot because of unfinished, unfinished product. I'm saying because the main people who were actually at H1Z1 or the main dude went to create PUBG, and then what happened to your game? Your game started dying that much faster. Then what happened when PUBG started slacking on their shit? When the damn vaulting mechanic was supposed to be in the game eons ago, barely gets added. Fortnite came out. And what's Fortnite doing? They making sure they're on top of their shit. Every problem that people are having, they are listening and applying it. That's what you come. That's what I'm not gonna say you, all you companies, but a good portion of companies are not getting. H1 in particular, I hate to see games fail. I really do, cause I played H1 with the homie Trey and Ricky and them. Had a blast. I got one kill. My, my one genius moment. I got a kill. It was it was a proud moment for me. But I played the game and I had fun. But then I was like, I don't really see why i can't do some of the shit within this game like it still felt kind of clunky to me it maybe it's just me but the game felt pretty damn clunky i played PUBG, a smoother more fun experience but i can't fucking vault that's a problem granted you can vault now before anybody tries coming at me later you can vault now but at the time you couldn't fucking vault not to mention there's still glitches and bugs in the game where you get stuck and you can't fucking move even when you get down and you try leaving, you can't escape. There's glitches on YouTube by some of my favorite YouTubers. You know, shout out to the homie. Not the homie, because I don't know him like that. But, you know, shout out to Smitty and things like that, where he makes, like, his funny moments. There was a glitch where he, like, where one of his friends got stuck in a car. They tried blowing him up that we like, you know, probably morph on top of, like, the hill where they're at. But ended up on the bottom of a mountain dead. Wow. It's shit like that. Granted, it was hilarious. I did get a good laugh out of that. But... That's the problem. You guys worry about, you know, cosmetics and, oh, let me put in the microtransactions and they'll buy that. 
fix your game finish your game it's already broken why don't you fix what's broken within the game that we can reach the full product and if you want to put microtransactions in it hey go ahead as long as they're cosmetic i ain't got a problem with it but granted y'all gonna do whatever the fuck you want to do but that's the problem it's all about it's all about a profit turnover they don't care about the consumer the LTM is going away with the new update tomorrow, but Fortnite just tweeted they discovered an issue that's preventing the update from releasing. They're gonna probably hold up. They did? Huh. Well we gonna see. I don't know they're gonna fix that shit. They making way too much bread off that, but that's my problem with oh, H1. Yeah. Cause age one dog, I literally did have fun and enjoy that game. I was enjoying watching videos of people playing that shit. But to hear that the game, which initially I think cost thirty dollars or forty dollars at one point, is now free to play. That should tell you something, especially like one of the main people behind that game went and made their own shit with PUBG, and now their player base is dwindling to Fortnite. Y'all might want to take notes and really pay attention to finishing your game, bringing out a finished product before just releasing it because you think it's done. You know what you get for a half-assed project in school? You don't get the A, you don't get the B. You damn near 9 times of 10 get a D or a fucking F. Finish your shit, then release it. Because I can guarantee you would not feel comfortable releasing a game that you hate if it's half-ass. I'll take that back, not even that you hate. You should not feel good about releasing a game that's half-ass put out. You shouldn't. You should take pride in your product. Now granted, I will give them some type of leeway because they have deadlines to meet. And sometimes some of these games are stretched longer than, or at least the development process is, is stretched longer than they're allotted time because they find bugs, glitches, or they try to make some feature in the game. I get that. But at the but when it's all said and done, when the smoke settles, you need to at least have the basics of your game down. That way it's a full finished product that people can enjoy and play. And not have a bunch of gripes with day one. It should come later down the line like, oh, this is broken. Oh, this needs to be fixed. Oh, what, I like about, what I like about Fortnite is, number one, the game is free. You can't complain about a free game. That's number one. Number two, it's a skill-based game that is cosmetic with the my my you know the market transactions only. So there's no advantage. The no. constant update, so they're constantly on it. Like there's a skill gap to the building aspect of that game that a lot of people sleep on. They think that's casual as fuck. It's it's casual to an extent to the rng cycle of you picking up loot <laughs> but overall there's a skill gap because people on that shit watch popular streamers watch these highlight videos they know how to build a fortress in seconds and know where somebody's gonna be it's wild i just mastered the stair building in that game that's what i'm saying like it's is actually a skill gap in fortnite you can't just think Oh, I'm gonna build a bunch of walls. That shit don't work. You don't know how to build stairs to get over and around somebody or get out of a situation because stairs take a little bit longer to shoot than the walls. You're not gonna pay attention to that shit. You're gonna get, you're gonna get washed. I was watching some guy stream Fortnite and they built this humongous brick and steel and wood this compound and they had traps in there. They had those those bouncy things in there. So if they if they got overtaken, they would jump and fly out. Like you feel me? Like there's there's skill. There is skill. So H one Z one. They put some strat. They put some strategy. Yeah, there's actually H one Z one. What I didn't like about that game is that you can tell it's a post-apocalyptic game, and it's about where were the damn zombies? 
Stop putting out these post-apocalyptic games, these survival games with nothing to survive except for other players that you barely see. That's why State of the K2 is going to be the best. Try to tell somebody. Like, y'all need to really I, watched, I watched the podcast from last week. We all State of the K2 when it come out. And you know what's dope about State of the K2? Mm-hmm. It's $30. And it's thirty dollars, standard issue, and the the I want I get whatever you call it the um you know the upgraded issue the upgraded one you know like the shit you know the collectors it's fifty dollars it? yeah, it, yeah it's hot, like you know the you know the one with the more the more shit you get with it yeah like the advanced what? edition what like two K has the VC edition and you know that those editions oh, so God. the standard one is is thirty dollars. Thirty to thirty-five dollars, and uh, you know the one with all the good shit, and it's fifty dollars. It's still less than sixty dollars. <laughs> that shit's wild to me. H one Z one. I I do not want to see you fail. I really don't. I I'm not one of those people who wants to see a damn company fail. I I really don't. I'm not the type of person. But y'all need to learn from this. The people behind it, y'all need to learn from this and realize that maybe we should make a more polished product before putting it out and having an early access for up to like two years. PUBG, y'all still have a solid fan base and a solid grounding for your game, so we're not really worried about you failing anytime soon. But get that game finished and get the people what they want as far as the game goes. I'm not gonna talk about full I'm not gonna talk about full gameplay mechanics, because some of that shit you might leave in the game for the simple fact of balancing. I will give you that. Fortnite, keep your shit fucking cosmetic only, continue bring out these updates and bring us a new map that we can enjoy. I'm actually going to play this shit when it comes out on mobile eventually. I'm going to see what that's all about. I'm probably going to be trash if at Fortnite, it. If they do the pay-to-win system with guns that you can buy, it will fail. People are going to be turned fail. off by it. Especially if they have it behind like the season things. People are just going to immediately just buy the 100 season shit. But anyways, people, that was about a solid, I don't know, close to hour and 30 minutes worth of the podcast. We had a lot to talk about in this. Hope y'all learned something. Hope you... Grab the gem or two. Hope this puts you on to some games that you might not know about or might be sleeping on low key. Eric, what's your close statement, my brother? Pretty much. Thank y'all for watching. If you go check out my channel, man. I'm about to start uploading more. I'm about to start streaming more. I'm getting back in the groove of things. And you know, shout out to you, Wu, for having me on here every week. I appreciate it. And it was fun, as always. All day, every day, buddy. Uh Eric's channel is in the description box below, as well as the homie Biggie. Shout out to Biggie for always making that money every week. Uh, the, yeah, Biggie, you gotta get back on here with us, man. Oh, facts. We don't we don't get them on. Even I gotta finesse his way in one of these days. But uh, as well as the SoundCloud, because the uh, podcast will be available via SoundCloud. In case you gotta take it on the go, in case you wanna re-listen over some things. All the homies' links and whatnot is in the description box, as well as the GI channel. I mean, GI website. I don't wanna use their channel. Uh, and as well as the 3MG website. Make sure y'all check that shit out. Hope you guys enjoyed. This was episode 6 of Run Those Games. Hope y'all enjoyed. See you next week, and we out.